0: Today's episode of the Ag State of Mind podcast is brought to you by Kubota. Kubota, together we do more. Welcome to Ag State of Mind, a podcast that examines the stresses affecting producers of agriculture and how to alleviate these stresses and improve farmers' lives. In this podcast, we discuss openly the mental health crisis that is occurring in the agricultural community and what we can do to help turn it around. Now, here's your host. Jason Meadows. Farming demands well-built equipment. Kubota equipment that's proven for over a century. Tractors that are adaptable and versatile. Hay tools backed by a two-year warranty. Sidekick utility vehicles where durability meets speed and productive SSV skid steers. Visit your local Kubota dealer for a demo today. Hello everyone and welcome back to the Ag State of Mind podcast, a proud member of the Global Ag Network. I am your host as always, Jason Meadows. And this week we are actually back to having in person, well not in person, but an actual another person besides me on the podcast. Uh, I have Alexis Johnson of Farm Tea Company. Uh, Alexis actually reached out to me and wanted to kind of work together with her company, kind of be a brand ambassador. And if you follow me along, follow along with me on social media, you'll see that I sport her Missouri ranch tee um, well, from time to time. So I love the shirt. I love I get so many Questions and and, you know, where'd you get that shirt? So um, I'm gonna I wanted to talk to Alexis today on the podcast kind of You know about her company and about Rural entrepreneurship and how important that is in this day and age and you know bringing more digital type businesses to rural America and you know how the last few years have shown how important and vital they can be to rural economies So, Alexis, welcome to the Ag State of Mind podcast. Thank you.
1: Thanks for having me on. I appreciate
0: it. Of course. We've had, I say this often, we kind of had some uh, hard time getting it actually scheduled. Uh, I (laughs) seem like it was on my end mostly cows out or kids running everywhere, you know, and and farm life. (laughs) Yeah. And I I appreciate someone who understands that. So, I, I appreciate your patience um so tell me a little bit about yourself and the listeners about yourself and about your background uh and then we'll kind of and then from there go in and kind of tell us how you started uh your company
1: yeah sure uh, so yes my name is alexis johnson i live in rural alabama with my husband we're about 45 minutes northwest of montgomery alabama we live in an area with I'd say like roughly two to 3,000 people. We live out in the county, so we're not in town, um, but it's a pretty small rural area. We're probably actually about 25 minutes from any real town. <laughs> um, so I'm really passionate about helping others succeed. Um, I have a strong desire to build businesses that support rural communities, uh, both like my own local community, as well as supporting Other rural communities, um, you know, maybe through like remote work um, or remote opportunities for folks, especially in agriculture, to be able to make money, essentially. Um, So that's really, again, like I said, being passionate about helping others to succeed um, does have that tie with, you know, giving jobs and making money and supporting your families and investing back in your own local communities as well. Um, That really that strong passion of mine really kind of stems from the belief to follow God's command, to Mm, mm -hmm. love your neighbors. Um, And my like real personal vision with that is to, to have those be my actual neighbors, Mm. the people that I'm in community with in my rural area, you know, not necessarily in the town over or the next big city over or something like that. Um, So that's a little bit about me um, as far as like where I'm coming from. So I am the owner of Farm Tea Company, which is an agriculture apparel brand. Um, we'll probably talk a little bit more about Farm Tea here in a second. Um, but uh, I do have a few other things that I do as well. So okay. I work full time as an engineer. I have a mechanical engineering degree. So I have a regular W-2 job. I'm very thankful that I get to work remote, which you know helps me to do some of these other initiatives as well. Um, my husband and I built our own house, and uh, he and I did that on the weekends. Wow! And yeah, it was an undertaking. But uh, from that, we who we need who needs
0: marriage who needs marriage counseling? We can just build a house together, right? Find out all oh, the yeah, issues right
1: wanna, there. <laughs> yeah, if you want to have a good, good marriage, spend three years building a house together. <laughs> it's a good time. But um, from that, so we decided we were going to build out a shipping container home too. So we're going to build that um, for a short-term rental like Airbnb. Uh That's a project we're working on right now. Um, As well as I'm also co-spearheading a community initiative to take the old abandoned school in our rural area and turn it into kind of a community and business um, hub for our our local community. Um, And that kind of ties into some of the the future things that I want to do um, again, in our rural area, like open up a coffee shop, maybe open a butcher shop, um, you know, invest in some of the real estate around here. So I have a lot of a lot of things that I like to do and I'm invested in.
0: That's amazing. Like, you know, I didn't I didn't know all those things about you and i'm hearing those all for the first time and i you know i didn't know you were an engineer even you know so that's incredible and i think that's really important to you know for people to kind of understand is um when you do things that are like passion projects it still takes sometimes takes a regular job you know a regular w-2 job you know a lot of people are surprised at me that i have a W two forty hour a week job that I go to mm-hmm. a brick and mortar building and work, um,
1: mm-hmm. you know.
0: But uh, you know that helps. It help. Uh, I mean, obviously, it's essential to let you have the life that you want to have and and do these all these mm-hmm. things that you want to do.
1: Yeah, and and sometimes you're just not at the point yet where you can take the leap away from a stable income.
0: Sure, now, sure. Know? And I
1: think I think that just. Takes time, um, you know. Because I mean, if you think about it, like a 16-year-old kid is also going to have a job, you know, before they go maybe start a business. And you're not just going to graduate high school and immediately own, mm-hmm. you know, a million-dollar revenue company, right? <laughs> so, right. So it is kind of funny that people get shocked by that. Um, but but you know, I think there's also, especially like you know, with agriculture too. There's statistics around. I think it's like 85 to 90 percent of uh, farmers and ranchers have some kind of off-farm income. Interesting. As well, so. I,
0: I mean, I never. I mean, I figured it was probably in that area, but I've never actually heard uh, that statistic. So that's very interesting. Yeah,
1: yeah, we we posted about it maybe like a year ago mm. um, on the Farm Tea Instagram. I'd have to go look at the actual sure, statistics. Sure. So don't don't quote me. Right, right. <laughs> yeah,
0: that sounds about right. You know, and I think it's always. um you know not to get too far off in that rabbit hole, but uh mm-hmm. we started we've kind of not been keeping up with it as well, uh, but my friend Tyler Keckley and I started kind of a offshoot of this podcast called the Ranching Side Hustle Podcast to say, yes. you know hey we're I'm a pharmacist, he's a banker, uh mm-hmm. but we still have a passion and f- passion for running successful." cattle businesses uh so like that's you know it's okay to do both right so like it's right in a nobody said like to be a real farmer or rancher, you had to do it all the time. Right. So, and uh, you don't have to own your own business and only do that for it to be, still be like super important and super passionate uh, to you. So uh, that's a, that's a huge, like that's, I'm a huge advocate for having multiple income streams if you can. Mm -hmm. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah. And especially, um, you know, I, I would consider myself a first-generation small farmer. I did not grow up in agriculture. I actually grew up in the suburbs of cities. Um, so especially for, I think, like first-generation um, folks who are trying to start off, you know, you you can't really go into it full-time no. either. You almost have to have that that side income to support it until sure. it can get up on its feet too.
0: So you didn't grow up in it at all. I mean, you, you we, before we started recording, you said you were kind of a – military move all over kid Mm -hmm. um was your husband involved at all or
1: so he grew up in texas south texas south of houston okay um so i think by default
0: (laughs) right sure
1: you know if you're not if you're not living in san antonio austin houston or dallas i think by default you are somehow involved in ag uh but his he uh is also i guess first generation we together first generation Um, because his parents and their parents did not, although I think, um, I think somewhere down the line, he has family who does still own land down in like the Rio Grande Valley Okay. that that still does some agriculture, but we're not, you know, really related to them, but he did, he did, um, FFA and, um, you know, had friends who did it and, uh, his folks, had land that they leased to somebody to run cattle. So, I mean, around it a lot more than I was.
0: Sure, sure.
1: I I graduated high school from a suburb of Chicago and I'd been to like county fairs, visiting extended family and stuff, but I was that, you know, FFA, 4-H, that's nothing that was in the communities I was in.
0: Interesting, very interesting. Yeah, and I'm always fascinated by people who come in and in, come into it, uh, first generation like that, because it's such a fresh perspective. You know, it mm-hmm. gets people like me who have grown up in it. You know, my dad owned a livestock market. My dad ran, you know, at one time close to a thousand mama cows. You know, like we were knee sometimes neck deep in it you know what I mean mm-hmm, uh, so mm-hmm. we just sometimes get caught in paradigms uh, we do and whenever that happens like you get stuck like you get stuck in these cycles so I, I almost envy sometimes people who have come at it from your pre- fresh perspective um, and that's I'm, I'm fortunate enough to have a wife who didn't grow up in it too so mm-hmm. she brings that fresh perspective and like has cha- helped me change a lot of things Because like she just simply had the had the gall to ask why, (laughs) you know what I mean? Um, Yeah. And like it made me question myself uh, why (laughs) why we do such things. So yeah, it's uh, it's very. I think it's you know people get very intimidated by Mm -hmm. being involved in in farming or ranching first generation, but when in fact it's actually uh, can be very advantageous.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And we're, I'm, I'm excited to, you know, potentially grow ours too in the future. We're at a point right now where I think we're a little bit stalled um, just given some other life events going on, which I'll probably talk a little bit more about um, here shortly, but, but yeah, it is, it's, it's fun and it's, uh, it's exciting. And it's a really great industry. One that I fell in love with very, very quickly, Mm -hmm. um, which is, you know, part of why
0: I started Farm Tea Company. Yeah, um, yeah. Tell me about that because it's it's a really cool concept. I mean, and you know, for me, I am very, very proud of my home state. Um, I think we, um, I, you know, everybody's biased, but I think I live in probably one of the me- most beautiful states in the country. Um, mm-hmm. Well, my part of the state is anyway. Um, yeah, <laughs> you know. that's what everybody's. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but you know, and I'm sure you feel the same way about, uh, probably about Alabama, because it is you know that part of Alabama is very beautiful as well. Um, so, you know, just kind of tell me about that because it, it it gives people really a chance to be ver- to kind of show off where they're from and what they do.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So for some of your listeners who haven't heard of us before, uh, what our apparel looks like is we do all 50 U.S. states and inside the state we will have um, either the term farm or ranch in it. So you can pick your state. You can pick um, farm or ranch. We have T-shirts, long sleeve shirts, hoodies, sweatshirts, kids shirts, um, include kids sizes. And, and we're expanding, too. So we're going to have more to come as well. Um But yeah, really the mission of Farm Tea Company is about that enduring agriculture heritage we were just talking about. Uh, We want to represent the community of hardworking people who are all bonded by this passion for stewarding the land, Um, you know, being innovative, preserving, um, you know, that heritage and and really just advocating for this way of life. And we repeat that mission often in our marketing because um, that, that is really what we are about. We are trying to be a brand for people who are proud of Mm -hmm. where they farm and how they farm and why they farm. Um, And we use the term farm to kind of cover all of agriculture. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't, it includes ranching too. And I know, uh, you know, folks might say like, Oh, we do, you know, just beef cattle. So we're a ranch and, and, you know, not a farm, but the, that's just the term we use and kind of cover all of that. Um, and so the reason I started Farm Tea Company is I think especially growing up as a military brat, um, we moved around so much um that I've I fall in love with the places I moved to. All the sure, time. My, sure. My my parents always joke that anytime I go visit somewhere new I've never been, that's your favorite. They'll be like, so <laughs> do you want to move there now? <laughs> And I'm always like, yeah, I mean, if the opportunity came up, why not? And um, and you can see why. There's, there's so many beautiful places. Mm-hmm. There's so much history and deeply planted roots and, uh, you know, just so much to be proud of. And especially marrying a Texan, uh, mm-hmm. which everything they say about Texans is true. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> as
1: far as their love for Texas. You know, just getting to see more of that, that pride there um, was really part of why I wanted to start the brand and the, the kind of background really with how I got to launching it. I had the idea actually for several years. Mm. Um, I, I, you know, kind of put it on the back burner of my brain, um, newly married, kind of going through early stages of, of being married. Um, It was actually when my father-in-law unexpectedly. And unexpectedly passed away. Um, that really kind of for me flipped that switch of like life is short and I'm just, I'm going to start this and figure it out. I don't know a single thing about running an apparel business. <laughs> um, didn't even know anything about running a business mm-hmm. on my own. I've always had an entrepreneurial spirit. Um, you know, I've Started my own babysitting company when I was younger. Uh-huh. I would go put flyers in the neighbors to
0: uh-huh.
1: to uh, walk their dogs and stuff. Um, but yeah, it was it was really that. I think that that was a catalyst for saying, "Okay, I'm going to do it. I'm going to start, um, and I'm just going to learn. And I'm going to I'm going to fail. I'm going to make mistakes, but I'm going to do the best that I can."
0: That's awesome, and you know that's the um, no, that's very similar to how I started the podcast, right? Like. I didn't have any idea what I was doing. You know, I still, not sure I do, <laughs> but like, you know, <laughs> I met some, you know, I, I, but I mean, I didn't even know what is how, funny how fast the world can change. I didn't even know what a Zoom call was, you know. And when I was reaching <laughs> out to people and asking them, you know, how to do this, and I'm like, oh yeah, you can use Zoom. I'm like, well, Zoom, you know, now like Zoom is like <laughs> yes. become such a normal part of our mm-hmm. vernacular. Everybody knows what oh. it is. Um, but you know, in two in t- 2019, we really didn't. Um, but. It's it's that's a very important thing about entrepreneurship is uh you have to be OK with not being good at something and mm-hmm. you have to be OK with making a lot of mistakes. And I mean, if you go back and listen to those first, I don't know, several months of the podcast, they were really pretty terrible like and they're still you can still go back and do it like they're still there Um, yeah and and i think that's very inspiring though also for people to and and humbling for yourself to Mm -hmm. to know that there are mistakes that can be made and you can Mm -hmm. still like it's important to make them and then like make them out loud too and then you learn Mm -hmm. from them like you can see like how much it hurts you know and running a business is the same i mean obviously it, it literally like there's a physical pain that can come with losing money, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And, Mm -hmm. you know, but the only way to really find that out is to actually do it. And that's, that's hard. That's really, really hard.
1: Yeah. 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 I, I totally agree. And it's like, I think the hardest thing with making mistakes, honestly, is like getting over the embarrassment of it because it's usually mistakes that are very public <laughs> right you know or, right. or at least like one other person is involved sure. in it mm-hmm. at some point um you know but but yeah it's not I think it's just turning that mindset of like this isn't a failure this isn't even really a setback because if I learn from it and I do better right then I'm just I'm just improving right in yeah. that point for sure yeah
0: yeah yeah it's that's there's no such thing as like a well, there was this I remember this poster when I was I think it was like an elementary school that you know an error doesn't become a mistake until you refuse to fix it or refuse to learn yes. from it. You know, and that's mm-hmm. yeah, that's you know, any kind of there's no such thing as a bad experience if you don't let there be.
1: Yeah, exactly. And and just like the being honest, owning the mistake, but then the fixing it part, like you just said. Mm-hmm. Like if you go out and fix it, is it really a mistake then? Or was it you
0: know? Right. Just well, I mean, something
1: I'll... that happened and, and you made it right still. We're obviously At the end of the day if you can make it right. Yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah. I mean we're not perfect. I mean that's that to err is to be human and uh but like to to acknowledge mistakes and to go and fix them. Yeah, there's like the only mistakes that that there really truly are, are the ones that you leave unfixed
1: right yeah yeah exactly yeah and and to your point too what you said a little bit earlier about um you know part of owning a business is is being able to you know make those mistakes and move on from it i think that's part part of why i wanted to do this kind of as my first business too is i felt that an apparel brand was a really good way to learn business Mm. and grow my business skills and kind of a less risky way sure um which i i don't you know that was my mindset a year and a half ago or two almost two years ago when i started out i I might not agree now but i might say oh i don't know this is still still pretty risky
0: sure it is yeah i i you know especially now like like i Mm -hmm. couldn't imagine like starting an apparel business now with the way things are and uncertainty about getting things and prices and you know i you know just Mm -hmm. like just on this, we just got back from vacation and, uh, seeing like the cost of like t-shirts, like other places, you know, mm-hmm. it used to be standard for a t-shirt it was like, you know, 20, $25. And now I'm seeing like just regular t-shirts, like $40. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's, that's, in, that's incredibly hard and hard for so many people to justify spending that money on stuff yeah. now. So yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, yeah. It's, it's, it's hard. It's
1: challenging. It's, and it's challenging to know where to set that that price. Um, mm-hmm. I've actually kind of like talking to people and learning folks who work um, in the apparel slash boutique. You know, they might do other stuff too. I've actually had some people tell me that uh, some of our apparel might be priced kind of low. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but my thought process was, you know, I, I'm trying to build that audience. I'm trying to build the brand right, right now, right? Um, and I don't want to price myself out. Sure. Yet, because that's yeah.
0: that's. Almost as as destructive as pricing yourself too low, not making them enough profit, is yeah. pricing yourself too high and pricing yourself out of the market. I mean, that's just, I mean, mm-hmm. honestly, it's just as harmful, I think.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. That and like just knowing that our target um, customer base is rural mm, Americans mm-hmm. who are going through a very chaotic time right now, um, more chaotic than agriculture normally is, you know, it's right. always a chaotic.
0: Right. 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 Uh,
1: but yeah, just trying to keep that in mind too, to say, you know, my, the, the business is not uh, just about making a profit, right. Every business has to make a profit. Every farm and, and ranch has to make a profit, sure. um, but it's not just about that. It is about the, the, the community building and the brand. And for me, it's also, the joy that comes from that sense of identity you were saying about how you feel about missouri mm-hmm. like when i hear people say that they love our apparel because you know they're from north carolina or montana or wherever and they're like yes like this is where my my farm is and my parents have been here and you know i'm a second or third generation or hey we're first generation we just bought land and Kansas, or you know, I'm making some of that up. Sure, but, sure. Uh, but those are real comments I've gotten from people, and and that to me too is a big part of it. And that's why I'm like, I want to have profitability in my business, but I also want to make sure that I'm still reaching this customer base. Yeah,
0: yeah. We're, you know, we understand that because you know, with one of our businesses is my wife's yoga studio. You know, we have a very similar type approach in that, you know, yes, we want to make money, but we also want to bring a sense of community and a sense of something that is typically only available in urban areas mm-hmm. to small town, Amer- you know, rural America. Um, mm-hmm. So like, it's 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 hard to like, you know, do we focus right now on making a profit or do we focus on uh, just getting people interested and, and mm-hmm. getting it out there and then wait. The profit comes later or is, or is even like is even like in this particular thing is a profit even that important you know what i mean like mm-hmm. i mean obviously mm-hmm. you have to mean there has to be a profit for it to keep going mm-hmm. but uh you know it's uh it's very just uh, the ability to bring the service is mm-hmm. is important too mm-hmm. yeah
1: yeah and i think sometimes you know we need to focus more on, like Maybe like, what is that profit margin? I think that's more of like the conversation than saying like, you know, do we bring in a profit? Because like, yes, you need to bring in a profit or else.
0: Right. Yes, of course you do. Right.
1: Yeah. But yeah, so what is that margin? And then how much of that do you end up just reinvesting back into the business? Um, you know, and I think for most successful businesses, that's pretty much all the profit, which just right. continues the cycle yeah, of the business. But then that's also separate from like, what is... You know your income from the business too. Like those are two kind of. It's very complex. complex,
0: and if mm-hmm. until you own a small business, you don't understand how complex it is. And mm-hmm. um, I, I mean, I've never really owned a business before until now. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I've always, I mean, owning your own cattle business obviously is a business, but it's diff, it's right. it's different, you know, to have actual have to have those like very tight margin conversations uh about and so many like having a community involved it's a, it's it's very interesting and you know i've been yeah. able to apply the things that we have learned in the yoga business to the cattle business too and that mm-hmm. makes that it's been very beneficial all the way around
1: yeah 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 I, there's i've learned so much from doing this and um It was funny, a couple months ago, I had to have like a a conversation with myself to say, um, you know, if if I'm going to do this as a business, I need to really treat this like it's a job, a business, like very, very take it seriously. And I started heavily investing in the business, um, not just like my time, but, you know, money and other things as well. And I ended up hiring on a person to help. So she, um, she's not a direct employee, technically, you know, legal reasons, right. legal sure. IRS reasons, Sure, sure,
0: sure, sure. You know? yeah. but
1: she, she works for me as um, our social media marketer. She does some product stuff for me as okay. well. Okay. And when I, when I hired her on, everybody was telling me, Oh, congratulations. Like, that's so great. You're hiring an employee. And I was like, why is that so great? She's making money. I'm not. <laughs> like, she's getting paid. I'm right, still right, paying her. Right.
0: But, but it's more like, it is a big step though. It is.
1: You yeah, know, it is. I like say that time and cheek.
0: I know, I know, but you're right. And I get it. Like, and I, I understand because Carrie did, you know, not to keep like bouncing back and forth between, but I see a lot of similarities in the, oh, yeah. in the way that, but you know, whenever Carrie, hired a teacher for a thursday nights and that's a big that was a big deal for us like the bottom line because mm-hmm. we were paying somebody to do what she was doing but it gave her a little bit more space she's home on thursday nights now and sometimes yeah. she goes and actually takes the class in you know what i mean so yeah, yeah. sometimes profit is measured by things other than dollars
1: Exactly. P- y- yeah.
0: You can't. You can't really put a dollar amount on peace of mind. I don't think, and mm-hmm. and in life enjoyment, because you don't want to be so focused on profit that you become a slave to it, and you don't. Yeah. You don't enjoy what you're doing anymore.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That and and for me, and it's probably similar for Carrie. Is that if, if you want to. Grow, you can't do it all
0: right by yourself, right? Especially
1: you know if you also work a full time job. So now I work, you know, my normal full time job, and I'm still doing, you know, working on Farm Tea Company as a business. I'm working in Farm Tea Company as a business, and I'm managing Mm, someone now too. -hmm, mm -hmm. So it, it is a lot more, but it was, you know, we've been able to grow significantly since she's been brought on board, and she's amazing. She's great. That's great. yeah, she's, she's awesome. But yeah, so we've been able to grow more because of that. But yeah, so it's like, it was taking any profit we, you know, me personally might've had out of the business and just reinvesting back into it, by hiring that person on.
0: So what are your favorite, and this is kind of just a question that came out of my mind just now, what are your favorite, Mm -hmm. like small business resources? Like what are your favorite books? What are your favorite sites that you rely on for, for like small business info Mm -hmm. and, 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 and advice and, and such.
1: Yeah. Well, so there's our basic, the business tools that I use. So we use Shopify as a platform to host all of our products um, and host the website. And I've not tried other sites before. I kind of went all in immediately with Shopify instead of doing the free trial, I just full on bought Mm -hmm. out a year um, for the site. And it has worked really well, Okay, especially because we have so many variations. We have all 50 states, we have seven to eight products per collection type. So that's seven to eight per farm, seven to eight per ranch. You know, we've got
0: yeah, you guys, it's like over
1: a thousand, at least over a thousand variants right, of right. things you know, that doesn't even include size and color and all that. Right. So Shopify has been really great as a platform. We use Google suites. So that's for email. That's for documents, files, photos, all that kind of stuff. Canva. Use Canva for putting together social media related things, as well as like for some stuff on the website too. Photoshop, so the Lightroom app.
0: Um, yep. Yep.
1: You have all kinds of apps for making content. Obviously, all the social media apps as well. But as far as like resources, honestly, I think YouTube hmm. has to mm-hmm. be the one of the greatest inventions. Oh
0: my gosh! Yeah, fair. yeah. YouTube the University.
1: Yeah. Share amount of free information out there. So I try to watch YouTube videos every week mm-hmm. about all kinds of topics. Like I said, I have a degree in engineering, so I don't really know much about marketing. I have worked in sales. I was a sales engineer. So I understand that, but business to business sales is different than business to consumer sales. Right, so how to right. learn yeah, learn that. Learn marketing. Learn social media algorithms, things like that. So watch a lot of YouTube. I read a book recently that was really good called The E Myth.
0: Yeah, that's the yeah. that is the that's the small business that's, book in my that's opinion. A great, great book.
1: Yeah, yeah, I wish I really wish I would have read that book or known about it like mm-hmm. before I actually mm-hmm. launched Farm Tea Company because mm-hmm. it, it was I learned so much from mm-hmm.
0: it. Yeah. I remember I first heard about E Myth whenever I was considering owning my own pharmacy. That was mm-hmm. the first book they all everybody at that there was a pharmacy owners conference you know, like perspective owners conference in, I think it was in Georgia, no, Texas, it was mm-hmm. in Texas. The guy who was speaking was from Georgia and, you know, he told us like everybody, if nothing else, just go home and read the e-myth and you'll be, yeah. I did. Yeah. And it's life changing. It's, it's just, you <laughs> see things from such a different perspective. Um, you know, I, I have a hard time sometimes like being very disciplined enough to stick to it, but I mean, it's still mm-hmm. there, right? Like I understand mm-hmm. it. You know and I've read it quite a bit whenever we're doing stuff for the yoga business now too and mm-hmm. you know it's very important resource and like uh ranching for profit uh, is a mm-hmm. you know a, a ranching business place where I follow and, and get so much advice from uh, they recommend mm-hmm. e-myth as well so
1: mm-hmm. yeah yeah it it was so funny reading it because I was like this all makes so much sense, and it feels so obvious. Mm-hmm. But definitely just the way that they laid it out about, you know, putting in essentially automation yes. in your business. Yes. You know, in the book, they talk about having these printed checklists, you know, now we live in the digital age, it's, you know, iPad or websites or anything like that. But yeah, having that automation in your business is so just like life changing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, really, yeah.
0: it really is. And that's, you know, that's a, I'm glad you said that because... I, that was in the back of my mind when i asked that yeah. question so that's great that's that's awesome i i'm i'm you know that's a that's an incredible resource and i i encourage anybody who has any thoughts of owning a small business to read the Myth mm-hmm. because it's su- such an important book
1: yeah because i had i had always heard and i've listened to like business podcasts mm-hmm. and folks who interview business owners and i follow a lot of people on social media as well To learn from. So I always heard that whole, you know, work on your business and not just in your business. And um, you know, you need to develop your business and have a business plan. And I remember like when I first started out, I was trying to put together a business plan, but I I really like couldn't find a good way to do it starting out. Like Mm -hmm. I had kind of rough ideas and templates, and I probably have like 10 or 20 Google documents all started and restarted for that. But yeah, that book definitely really, I think, gave me that perspective of how do you write a business plan? Mm. You know, what mm-hmm. are kind of the key elements you really need in there? And how do you work on the business and not just in the business? It. And like I said, that mindset shift did kind of come for me about a a little under a year into starting.
0: Mm.
1: So we started in I think it was March or April of 2021. Okay. Um, is when like I officially launched the business. I think I started it in like January or February as far as kind of making the first drafts so of the shirts and figuring out, you know, how do you put together a platform? Where do I print the shirts? Like kind of, you know, the the to-dos of the business. But yeah, we're about a year and a half, a little over a year and a half now with the business being live. And yeah, I really was only like six months ago, I had that mindset shift.
0: So you're fresh into it. And that's good. I mean, you know, like (laughs) to think about it, though, like, yeah, I wish I would have when I started, but like, you're still pretty fresh into the business as well. Mm -hmm. So it's I mean, it's better than 20 years, right? You know what I mean? (laughs) (laughs) Exactly.
1: Exactly. And I am an avid reader. and uh, i also listen to the books too so i use a lot of audible or podcasts oh my gosh audible
0: saved my life like i've Mm learned i've i've quote unquote read so many books by just listening and i personally like it better than to just sit down and read because i'm a type of person that if i stop i go to sleep like i sit Mm -hmm. like my (laughs) my wife will sit up in bed for like two hours and read i'm like I. I'm good for 10 minutes at the most before I <laughs> fall asleep, you know, so and yeah, those, yeah. those long drives to work and, and, you know, even out checking cows and stuff, listening to stuff like that is very, very important. And for me,
1: Yeah, so. I do. I can do both. I can, I like to read physical books. The e actually is what I want to order and get that physical book, because uh, I'm also an annotator.
0: So I
1: write all mm-hmm. kinds of stuff. Yeah, in, in yeah. My book covers. Yeah, uh, but I do. I love the Audible books too. Um, Cause I kind of, I'm I'm getting back into working out a little bit more. Mm-hmm. But I love going for walks. But I feel like walks are wasted if I'm not listening.
0: Walks are. <laughs> I agree. Walks are sometimes. I <laughs> I it, it, so like whenever you run though. I sometimes it's hard to really focus on. Yeah, you're trying to focus on running. Yeah, yeah. So um, I Mm -hmm. actually have gotten to where I don't even have anything on much whenever I'm running. So
1: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a great bug. I was trying to, as we're talking, think of some other ones and I probably have a list somewhere, but
0: that was the most recent one. One I sh- I would recommend one that really and especially I think it's very applicable to your situation and a lot of people's situation. As we started talking here about how so many people have that W two job, but also have these these businesses too that are their upside projects or you know whatever that not their primary source of income. And it's called Quitter by John Acuff where it's talking about like, you know, be sure when you're ready to quit or, you know, quit, Mm -hmm. quitting is not actually, it turns out to not be as freeing as we might anticipate it. So like keep that steady income job as long as you can, because Mm -hmm. it's very important to you launching your, your own Mm. small business. Mm. Yeah. I'll have
1: to add that one to the list. That sounds good. I've, I've not recently thought about quitting like my W2 job, Mm -hmm. but I think about quitting farm tea company all the time.
0: Sure. Well, talk (laughs) to me about that really. I mean, I know we are kind of long on time here, but I do because I have similar things with the podcast too, because it's like takes up time, you know, like, and there's a lot of other really important things that like I have to, you know, I have to prioritize and Mm -hmm. it, Falls by the wayside sometimes. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm curious, I'm interested in your, like your, your stance and your thoughts, if, you know, obviously as comfortable as you are to share, you know? So. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, your podcast is about mental health
0: and yeah. kind of yeah, it
1: yeah, yeah. ties in a little bit. Yeah. I mean, it, it's hard. It's hard. But it's nerve wracking. I think it's everything we've, we've talked about already. You know, there's a lot of feelings that come with, trying to run a business. Um, Am I going to make a profit? Is the business going to do well? Am I failing my customers? Am I reaching my customers? You know, Mm -hmm. when mistakes do happen, you know, it's embarrassing and isn't going to negatively affect the brand or am I not living up to our value, brand values that I've set, you know, and then, and then also the financial and time impact of it too. Like you said, like there's, only so much time in a day and, you know, how much are you dedicating to working? But then also, if you say no to something in the business, because you have some other priority, you know, then you feel bad, like, is the business gonna fail? Like, am I not posting enough? Should I've gotten on Instagram today? (laughs) You know, it's, it's all the thoughts and all the feelings. And it's, it's a lot and it can be overwhelming. And like, there's definitely some days where I'm like, am I getting a financial return out of this? Is it, Mm -hmm. is it going to be worth it in the long run? And what I tell myself is yes. Like it takes time, you know, I try to give myself small assurances. It takes time to build a business and, you know, I'm starting this from the ground up. And, you know, another thing I tell myself is I'm just like, just do it one more day, you know? And I, I know somebody recently, I was talking to somebody else and they said recently, somebody wrote a book about that, about, about just doing it one more day. Mm. I don't remember who. But yeah, that's like another conversation I have with myself. I'm like, you know, we'll just, we'll keep doing it tomorrow. We'll keep doing it tomorrow. We'll keep doing it tomorrow. We're going to post one more post. We're going to do a reel. We're going to do, you know, get on TikTok and figure that out. <laughs> the world of TikTok, you know, but yeah, it, it is, it can just be risky, you know, starting the business is is risky. And I think most people associate that just with Money, which is true, but it's it's risky from other reasons, you know, for opening yourself up for personal criticism or you harboring criticism towards the brand and harboring it, you know, towards yourself too. I think especially for some small business owners who they are the brand, Mm I can see that being you know, very risky. One of, one of the things I try to do just because of how I want farm to be, maybe is I, I personally don't want the brand to be me. You actually probably won't see me very often Mm -hmm. on our social media as far as like pictures of me and things like that. So, so there's a little bit for me, a little bit of barrier there. That's not, that's not why I did that. That's just kind of like a happy byproduct.
0: Sure. Sure. Sure.
1: But yeah. So it's just, it can be
0: intimidating. No, you're a hunt, And I, I understand that completely. Like, ha, huh, I can't, like, I can't believe I'm going to say it, but like there, I had something actually written out on my, well not typed out on my notes on my iPhone, like almost like a farewell thing for the podcast, like mm-hmm. just a couple of months ago. Like I was, Mm -hmm. and I don't know why, honestly, I don't know if I was having a really hard time or what, Mm -hmm. but I was ready to just shut it down because I was having such like anxiety around it because, man, am I saying the wrong things? Am I, you know, Mm -hmm. am I not like reaching people the way I should? Or I mean, are are Mm -hmm. people like growing tired of the message or, you know? And like, I remember, I remember I like typed it out and I was going to post it. Like I had plans to post and I was like, no, just let me get, like you said, I'd not heard that, but like, just, I'm going to give it one more day or one more week or whatever. And
1: yeah, or one more, it all
0: went away, you know, like Mm -hmm. I'm totally in it now, you know, and I actually, Mm -hmm. I actually gave myself a break unintentionally. I didn't really plan on it. uh, But like Mm -hmm. over the, like we had the fair and then we had vacation and just, I literally didn't have the time to do it. So I just was, I didn't release a podcast for two weeks and that I'm not yeah. done that. That's the only time. That's the first time I've ever done that, you know, for three years now. And
1: mm-hmm.
0: it actually felt really liberating and really freeing to do. Yeah. And now I have just like this renewed sense of zeal for it. Like I'm, yeah. I'm back into it and I'm like, gosh, all right, I got I'm ready to, I'm ready to, you know, full steam ahead. Mm -hmm. And I think it's really important, like, sometimes, like, whenever we stop, and it's hard sometimes, especially when you're relying on income from the business, it's hard to Mm -hmm. stop, and it's hard to, like, lose momentum. And, like, for me, Mm -hmm. it's losing downloads, you know, potential downloads, Mm -hmm. because everything based on like, how we track things as like the last 60 or 90 days. Mm-hmm. And so when you don't release a podcast for two weeks, that hurts the numbers, right? Yeah. So like, it's hard to justify like, on the surface, taking those times away. But like, man, the way I feel right now, in compared to how I felt a couple of months ago, night mm-hmm. and day, like, I mean, yeah. it was so worth it.
1: Yeah. And I think part of that, feeling at least for me sometimes stems from like i'm having to do things in the business that i don't really like and is maybe not actually even like my strong suit you
0: know mm-hmm.
1: um like i mentioned like i i don't know a single thing really about marketing mm-hmm. i i did end up hiring a marketing consultant who i meet with regularly to help kind of learn and overcome some of that but yeah some of that just with being a small business owner in all the hats that you wear I think that's probably a natural feeling to have you know kind of drudging through some of the work and you're like man it would just be so much easier if I didn't do this and like would anybody notice does if it even just
0: matter yeah
1: stopped? yeah like would it even matter and but yeah I think it's it is like you said it's like finding those times and if it's giving yourself a break or focusing more on the things that you do love and mm. kind of reminding yourself as to why you were doing it in the first place. Yeah. That's something that when I talk with the marketing consultant or when I talk with my employee, you know, I try to go over our mission Mm -hmm. every time and it's kind of like a reminder for them. And it's a little bit of branding so that we're all speaking the same language, but it's also a reminder for me too. of Like this is why I started Mm -hmm. and this is the mission Mm -hmm. and this is, you know, where the trajectory that I want to go and the goals that we have set and things like that. And so it's like all these small reminders that I think day by day, if you, you know, focus on those things and you still have to do the things you don't like, right. You know, you'll have to update QuickBooks. Sure. <laughs> sure. still have to do marketing, oh,
0: man, QuickBooks. <laughs> you'll
1: have to, like figure out the algorithm, you know, and that whole black hole. Right.
0: But. Right. Right. <laughs> I know. I know. That's so funny. There's a, there was an article from ranching for profit that talked about, you know, $50 an hour jobs versus $15 an hour jobs. And like, make sure you as a business owner are focusing on those higher paying jobs. And Mm -hmm. then, you know, and that's like, not like even to say like, that, but those are the ones that like you have control over and you need to do as a business owner, whereas, mm-hmm. you know, sourcing out some of the stuff like for me as a as a as a farm owner, I hate fixing fence like I just mm-hmm. like I hate the time it takes so. I either hire my son to do it or I, we have a farmhand that helps out, you know? Mm-hmm. So, like, I make sure and put that stuff on them because they like it, mm-hmm. you know? And, yeah. and, and me, I just don't. So, like, mm-hmm. I think that's really applicable to, you know, what we do as small business owners mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. make sure we focus on the things that matter the most. And then yeah. if there are things that you can source out, do that.
1: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like sometimes with updating our products again, because we have so many and so many variations and then they got to get double checked to make sure it updated correctly on the website. That was, that was the point for me where I was like, I have got to hire somebody right? because I'm spending five to six hours a night trying to update these things. And it's just, and it's all very kind of tedious. So it's just a lot of doing the, the same clicks and checking the same boxes, but just the different states. And and yeah, exactly. Like being able to bring somebody on who can do some of the product management, and then that opens me up to think about okay, she's working on like in the product management and doing all these small tedious things, and I can think long term now. You know, what are the other products we want to add? You know, how do we want to source materials? like let me be able to research and make new contacts at different manufacturing facilities and things like that. You know, that, that's a $50 job versus the $15 job. Both are important.
0: To right. The they're essential. To, yeah.
1: Yeah. They're essential. Cause if, if the website's messed up, you know, I'm the one who gets the emails about it. Hey, you know, the adult ranch t-shirt for New Hampshire is <laughs> not there, <laughs> you know, and, and that's yeah. Hilarious. And, uh, it's stuff like that, yeah, and it's, and that's where again it can be like kind of embarrassing. It's like, oh, I, I don't know why it's not on right. the website. Yeah, like, yeah, so
0: yeah. Both yeah. those
1: things are important, but yeah, to grow the business and you have to do that like long term work and also the like developing the business model.
0: Mm-hmm. That's kind of been the
1: new thing I've been focused on. You know, we I've been doing a lot right now with trying to build our brand messaging and our voice. So it doesn't sound like me and it doesn't sound right like Caitlin, who's my employee. You know, we don't want, I want specific words and phrases and things to use like that. And that takes time to sit down and think through and work wow, out. Yeah.
0: Those are very nuts. intricate details that I'm sure nobody mm-hmm. considers. Yeah. That's super, super mm-hmm.
1: important. Yeah.
0: Well, I won't. Uh, I won't take any more of your time tonight. It's we've actually gone over when I where I promised. <laughs> Which happens a lot. This has been a good conversation. Oh, I love it. Yeah, Yeah, I've actually taken so much from what you've said and like, man, I can do that or I can apply that, you know, that's so I'm I'm this was a mutually beneficial conversation. I appreciate you being willing and I appreciate you kind of opening up there about, you know, some of the struggles that you have because they're real. And like, I think that's what people Mm -hmm. don't realize is those struggles are I mean, it's Those are real and they're going to happen. Mm -hmm. And like, it's not, it's so, you know, it's, there's so much to it and there's so much emotion that goes into it, but you have to remove the emotion from the business as well. So it's very hard. So I appreciate you. I appreciate you doing that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And thanks for having me on. Of course. Appreciate it.
0: Where can people find you online?
1: Yeah. So farm tea company is on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, and Pinterest at farm Co. so that's f-a-r-m-t-e-e-c-o farm Co. and you can also go to our website you can order farm and ranch apparel for all 50 u.s states at www.farmteaco.com
0: cool well alexis i really appreciate your time Uh, i appreciate your business i i love it i love our shirts Um, Like I said, they're they're a great conversation starter and they're very... Yeah, thanks
1: for the support. Of
0: course, they're very cool to have. They're a very great advocacy tool. So thank you for that. Yeah,
1: thanks. Thank you.
0: Farming demands well-built equipment, Kubota equipment that's proven for over a century, tractors that are adaptable and versatile. Hey Tools backed by a two year warranty, Sidekick utility vehicles where durability meets speed, and productive SSV skid steers. Visit your local Kubota dealer for a demo today. Thanks for listening to Ag State of Mind. We hope this episode has encouraged you. Be sure to follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Ag State of Mind. And don't forget to subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or Spotify so you never miss an episode. See you next week.